This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to our friends here in the United States and around the world. And today we have a very special topic for you. We are going to be talking about the OET exam. My name is Luciana De Silva. We have a very special show for you. So if you don't know, the OET is now being approved for a part of the visa screen. So it's a very big deal. It's really big news. And I am joined today by some OET experts. These are the world leaders on this exact topic. Hello, I've got Gary and Rafael and Joy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Luciana. Great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with some introductions here. Uh, Gary, if you'll go first. Sure, yeah. So I'm the VP of Americas for OET. And uh, I, I was working for an English language training company in Dublin about 15 years ago, and it was bought by an American company. And uh, I, I moved to the US then. So I've had the experience of being an immigrant to the US and navigating that journey. And it's terrific now to be able to help nurses and healthcare professionals make the same journey. That's absolutely wonderful. Uh, let's move on to, to Joy. Welcome. Thank you. My name's Joy Ingerson, and I'm a registered nurse, and I've been a registered nurse for many, many years. Um, a lot of my work has been in nursing education, and then at the end of my career, I worked in nursing regulation with the Oregon State Board of Nursing. So was very involved with the whole licensure processes and also with all the nursing education programs in that state. And um, I have a strong interest in testing. I always have had. I know that's unusual, but um, it's something that really fits for me. And I was delighted to have the chance to work with the Occupational English Test and looking at helping other boards uh, bring this online uh, for their applicants like it happened in Oregon. Thank you. What a great journey and to be able to help people as well. Someone else helping people every day. Rafael, tell us about yourself. Hello, Luciana. Hello, uh, Gary and Joy. Uh, very happy to be here with you. Well, uh, basically, uh, although I studied medicine at university, uh, I've been preparing uh, candidates for international English tests for many years, basically since 1998. <coughs> and, uh, I prepared lots of candidates for uh, Cambridge exams and now more recently uh, OBT. Uh, we also run uh, two test centers uh, in Brazil, one uh, in Rio and one uh, in Juizifora. And we have uh, you know, candidates uh, going there for OET, uh, mainly doctors and nurses. And I'm very happy to be here today. Well, welcome to you as well. Let's get started. First, I want to start, let's go with the basics of the OET. So, Gary, what is the OET? So, OET is the only globally recognized English test that's specific to healthcare. And the thing that really kind of distinguishes it from the other tests is that in the writing and speaking subtests, it's profession specific. So if you're a nurse, um, you would get case notes in the writing test and you would typically write a letter 
to another healthcare professional. And obviously during the preparation, you're preparing to be able to do that in the test. Whereas, you know, in a typical general academic English test, you could be writing on pretty much any subject. Um, and then in the speaking test, it takes the form of a role play. So as the candidate, you take the part of the professional and there's an interlocutor who plays the part of a patient or a relative or a caregiver. And there are two scenarios you have to resolve during the role play. So it's really preparing you for the experience of being a nurse or a healthcare professional in an English speaking environment. Raphael, tell us about why is the OET important for an international nurse coming to the United States? Well, uh, as Gary pointed out, uh, it's an English test, uh, you know, and there are several uh, English tests uh, out there. Uh, the different thing here about OET is that uh, it's uh, related to uh, your profession, more specifically uh, nursing. So uh, if a nurse uh, tries uh, OET, it means that uh, he or she will be dealing with uh, tax relevant uh, to yeah. that area. Uh, not only that, uh, you know, for the uh, speaking part of the exam, uh, for example, as Gary uh, also uh, mentioned, uh, you'd be talking to a person playing the role of a patient which is uh, more relevant uh, if you want to work as an, in an English-speaking country. Um, which occupational test, medical laboratory scientist? Uh, Joy, can you answer that question? Uh, yes, I think I can. <laughs> uh, there's not a specific test for that type of educational preparation, but I think that you know we need to keep in mind that this is a test of English language ability, not of healthcare knowledge. So um, I think that what the best thing to do would be for that person to look at the practice tests for medicine, for nursing, perhaps for pharmacy, and sort of make a determination of which one rings true for the kinds of medical reading that that person is used to doing, um, for the kind of uh, terms that they're used to using um, in their profession. And probably one of those would be uh, a potential fit. But I think working with the practice test would be the best way to determine that. Thank you. Gary, tell us the latest news about the OET exam and how it works with immigration now for nurses to come to the United States. Yep. So OET is approved for the visa screen certificate by CGFNS. It was first um, listed by HRSA, the Health Resources Services Administration, um, as, as an acceptable test, and then subsequently uh, approved by CGFNS on the, on the 1st of August. So as of now, candidates can use their OET results to apply for immigration to, to the US. And a bit like, it's a bit complicated, the journey. They also have to apply for a particular state nursing license um, as part of that process. And I'll, I'll explain a little bit more about how that works for candidates who are upholding OET results a bit later. Which states are accepting that license? How does that work exactly? It's quite complicated and um, you really need to speak to the boards of nursing directly uh, about their regulations and talk to Connetics um, who have experts who can help you along the way, but you need to decide which state you want to um, live and practice in. Um, and ideally you can apply directly to that state. 
but depending on your circumstances, it might be you have to take a more circuitous route. So I'll do my best to explain the issues around that and to show you the opportunities that that we we feel exist for OET candidates. So there are some states that have directly listed OET as an approved test, um, and you can see that on, on their websites. So Florida is one of those. Um, and you need, you're going to need to use English proficiency for two purposes, one for the state license, and with Florida you can, and also for immigration. And now with CGFNS, when you apply for the visa screen, you can as well. Um, the other thing you have to think about is whether that state is going to need you to have a social security number when you make the application. And obviously, if you're applying by consular process from your own country, it's unlikely that you're going to have that. So there are some states that don't require you to have that social security number when you initially apply. Um, and some will issue the license as well if you don't have it. So um, they will probably be the easiest ones to make the application to. Um, in Florida, you can make your initial application. Um, you can sit the NCLEX test but they won't issue the license to you until you have the social security number. But you can get an official record of your NCLEX score, use that to make the immigration application, which will be enough for you to get an occupational visa and come to the US. And then once you're in the US, you can get your social security number, have your Florida license issued. Um, in Washington, there's no social security number requirement and OET is accepted. And obviously you can use your OET results for visa screen, as is the case in all of these. Um, Michigan has something called a social security number affidavit form, which you need to complete during the application. And that allows the license to be issued and they also accept OET. Um, Massachusetts is so recent, we haven't actually had time to put it on the OET website yet, but if you go to the Massachusetts board website, you will see that they are now accepting OET as well. Um, we don't think you need the social security number, but check with the board. It's so recent, we haven't had that fully confirmed yet. Um, in Oregon, as Joy said, Joy was involved with the acceptance of OET there. Um, you can use your OET results, but you do need a social security number. And there's one possible option there, which is if you were to come to the US um, on an F1 visa for a study program, maybe to study English, um, you, you can use your F1 status to make your license application. So there are some options there, but again, talk to Kinetics about that and they'll be able to advise you on the best way to do that. Um, then there are some other states um, where that you don't need to provide proof of English language proficiency in order to make an application. So New York, North Mariana Islands and Montana would be examples of those, but you would still need to use um, your OET results to apply for the visa screen. But you could make your application to any one of those states or territories. And then there were two other options there. One is that you could apply to one of those states I just listed initially, establish residency, and then apply for license by endorsement to another state. 
Um, and the majority of other states don't require you to show English proficiency at that point. So just with your OET results, you could take that route or you could apply to one of the states in the initial list, um, Florida or Montana, which are in the nursing compact, which is a multi-state licensed group. And then once you've arrived, um, you can apply for an upgrade to your single state license and apply for a multi-state license. And then you can work in any one of those 39 states. So um, they're probably the most straightforward options for candidates. And then um, these are kind of more complicated routes. But again, and again, talk to Kinetics about how this works in practice. They'll give you expert advice on that and talk to the nursing boards. But there are a number of states which will accept the visa screen certificate for the state license as well. Um, West Virginia is one of those. And, and they may or may not require the social security number. You'll need to check that. Um, but you, you could initially apply to a state that accepts OET, use the NCLEX score transfer to get the visa screen certificate, and then apply to one of those states with the visa screen certificate. So that's one group of states that offer another route. Then there are a, a group of states that um, if you have taken your, uh, your nursing program in that the language of instruction is English, and that might be in the Philippines, for example, then they would exempt you from the English proficiency requirement when you apply for the state license. And um, you know, that's that's a really cool thing about kinetics too, is that we lead you through that process, right? So the nurses that come through kinetics and uh, the medical technologists too, we work with direct hire, just to let our audience know. And direct hire means that you're not coming here on a temporary visa. No, no, we don't do temporary visas. We get our nurses EB3 green cards for you and your family, or a TN visa, which is only for the uh, Mexican and Canadian citizens. So the process, it's absolutely, it begins with uh, passing the NCLEX, as well as passing this English preparatory, these English preparatory exams. Thank you so much, Gary, for going over that with us and, and explaining how those state licensures work. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Let's bring in Edwin here. This is a, a nurse as well. Edwin, please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Edwin. Um, I'm the OET hero for the Philippines for the year 2020. Um, I'm already here in the UK working as a cardiac intensive care unit nurse to one of the biggest cardiac center in England. And um, nice meeting you all. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us your story. What was your experience with the OET exam? Um, well, OET is something that you need to look forward to. Um, I've taken my NCLEX way back 2012 before, and I've taken IELTS as well. 
and IELTS, my IELTS has expired, like after three years, I think. And then um, I've decided to go here in the UK. And the very first um, option for me is, again, taking IELTS. But then some of my friends are actually taking OET, and it's my very first time um, hearing about OET. And they've told me information about it. I was browsing the OET website that was like a couple of months ago before I go to the UK. And I found out that there is um, a program that is currently um, being um, advertised by the OET, the OET team in which you can become an OET hero. So I've tried um, applying for it, recording a video for it. And fortunately, um, I was chosen among thousands of applicants before I was chosen as the OET hero for the Philippines. And taking the OET exam is, I would say, is a life-changing experience. Um, when I took OET, it is the best path that br brought me here in the UK. And um, I would say that it's better for you to take OET if you're a nurse or if you're in the healthcare profession because you can um, easily adjust on it, most especially the speaking part and the, the writing part. Everything is absolutely um, lovely for OET if you're a nurse. Let's talk about the exam structure, the content. How is the OET different from the IELTS, from the Pearson PTE? Explain that to us, please. Um, yes, I, I think as had been mentioned earlier, the sections of the test are the same as any English proficiency test that requires the four elements, speaking, listening, writing, and reading. But within the occupational English test, all of those are within healthcare scenarios. So it's still a test of English, but it is all within healthcare scenario, scenarios. And I, as a subject matter expert, have reviewed practice tests and the actual test materials to make sure that they make sense in terms of the healthcare context in the US, that they're accurate information, if you will, in terms of healthcare scenarios, and also looking at are those scenarios things that are just going to be commonly things that nurses would come across or those in a healthcare profession would come across. They're not completely obscure kinds of diseases and conditions that people would not have heard of. Um, and I think as Edwin was trying to share, you know, when you're trying to come up with words and it's challenging, it's in a language that maybe you're not using all the time, uh, you know, for you to be able to pull from those words in the language that you know from working in a healthcare context, uh, that creates an advantage for you in terms of taking the occupational English test. So the four sections are timed. Listening is 40 minutes, reading is 60 minutes, writing, you get five minutes to read the scenario and then 40 minutes to write a case note summary like uh, Gary mentioned, and then 20 minutes for speaking. Um, but you know, being focused on the time issue is probably not the best way to start. The best way to start is with the practice materials, the practice tests, and um, start trying to get the uh, rhythm of what's required in the test, and then start focusing on the amount of time it would take to complete those sections. So I hope that helps a little bit with the question. Yes, and Rafael, 
moving from there, let's talk about the various uh, versions of the OET. There are various versions of the test, depending on your profession. What are they? Um, what's the difference? And who should take the ver either versions? Sure. So uh, basically, uh, OET, yes, uh, it's an English uh, test, as they mentioned, but it's uh, for healthcare professionals. And uh, the listening and the reading, they are the same, so for all uh, healthcare uh, professionals. But uh, writing and speaking, they depend on uh, the person's uh, profession. So, for example, if you're a doctor, the writing and speaking would be different from, you know, the one for nurses or the one for pharmacists. So uh, it's specific uh, to what you do. And uh, there are 12 altogether, uh, maybe... Uh, Gary or Joy can tell you more uh, about this. Gary, tell, fill us in on, uh, do you know the 12? Can you name them? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I could, but it would probably run us over time. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, the thing is, the largest number are nursing and medicine. And going back to the specific um, CGFNS recognition, you know, with, with med techs, we've been um, talking about that internally, which one would be most relevant for med techs to use. And technically they can use any profession. As far as uh, the recognition is concerned, any version of OET is acceptable, but they would expect it to be a logical choice. So if you're a nurse, you would choose nursing. Maybe if you're a med tech, you would take medicine, um, maybe pharmacy even, or nursing. Um, but any of those choices are going to be more familiar to you and more relevant than if you're taking a general test where you might be talking about jam making or a trip to the zoo or something like that. So um, it's a test of English proficiency, irrespective of which version you take. Um, but, uh, you know, it's more familiar content. If you are a healthcare professional that works with people, you probably want to steer clear of the veterinary exam. <laughs> I think that that's a really good <laughs> idea. No charge for that advice. <laughs> Very good adverse advice. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.